Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the game, Cox. 107.5, the game. And welcome in to the Garnet Trust Hour on your Tuesday morning. Tyler Head and Wes Mitchell in the Herndon Chevrolet Studios. Joined today by Karima Davis from South Carolina Track and Field. Karima, first of all, thanks so much for taking some some of your time with us this, us this morning. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. So excited to have you here. You said you'd never had radio experience before, so uh, glad to glad to be here for your first time doing it. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. <laughs> so yeah, no no radio experience, but she has very much interview experience mm-hmm. and. We're also being joined by her her following. Or, or is this Instagram or TikTok that we're live oh, on? Oh, we're going Instagram. live. Okay. Yeah, okay. Instagram. So we're, we're live on Instagram. <laughs> and we've got uh, quite a bit of followers joining us there as well. So shout out to them. Fantastic. And uh, Karima, we're glad to have you. Uh, like Tyler said, appreciate you coming in. And I guess first of all, for the people tuning in who don't know, um, how, how long have you been in Columbia? Have you been getting settled in? What what has that process been like going from Kentucky to the University of South Carolina? Um, so I definitely been here since August 11th. But as far as my transition with athletics and academics, I think it's a great transition. I mean, there's a lot of support system as far as my academics and the coaches. And I knew that my Kentucky coach coming over here was going to make sure that I was going to be okay, which he has made sure everything has fell in line since I got here. So my training has been good. They've set me up academically. So I feel like it all has gone well. What's the biggest difference between Lexington and uh, Columbia? Um, well, my coach from Kentucky is the head coach here now. So I feel like he's like really making sure I get everything I possibly need. So I'm, I'm getting spoiled here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess um, w- what was it about coach that um, – Made, obviously, you had quite a bit of trust in him. Right. Obviously, it was a great experience for you learning and developing under him at Kentucky, or you wouldn't have been like, oh, I'm going to follow you to South Carolina. So right. what, what can you tell us about what he brings to this program here at South Carolina and uh, kind of the transition into a, a new phase here with the new coach? Um, I mean, well, coming from FSU, I feel like my mental was something that I lacked in, and Coach Hall has kind of tapped into my mental in a way where I've been able to believe in myself and do a lot of things that I was capable of doing, but I wasn't sure of. And I feel like he created that sureness in my mind. And from there, I just started doing a lot of things that allowed me to trust myself and believe in myself again as an athlete. So it was extremely exciting to see what I can do under him and just having someone believe in you. I think that a lot of these coaches kind of just – if you're not performing well, they kind of just give up on you, which mm-hmm. I experienced that at FSU. But Coach Hall just kind of constantly poured into me and allowed me to see my talent. So I had to stay under him because it's not too many coaches that will put that much time and effort into someone who's struggling with their mental health. So 
I think he helped me with that a lot. Now, what was his reasoning for wanting to come to South Carolina? Um, He actually was at Kentucky. He was happy at Kentucky, but he knew that he wanted to start a winning culture, but a winning culture of his own. And I think that at Kentucky, we definitely had a winning culture. We broke a collegiate record. He had Abby Steiner, who um, won nationals and ended up going pro with signing with Puma. And I know that he knew that coming to South Carolina, he could start a winning culture at this school. I mean, um, I kind of have heard from everyone that the track school was they're good, but um, there's definitely a lot more that we could do and bring out. So I'm excited to bring the winning culture here. And I know that he is, too. And just seeing that he can bring a lot of talent out of these girls and men that we have here, I think it's going to be great to see. So, Karima, we were talking about your Kentucky bio here before we went on air. Um, everybody listening, go check it out. Um, this thing is long. It's like uh, first team All America, two hundred meter, four by one hundred, four by four hundred, instantly outdoor championship silver medalist, outdoor second team All SEC, SEC outdoor championship silver, um, indoor first team All America, four by four hundred. Um, quite quite accomplished is, is what I'm getting to. Um, I, I guess. As far as these different events, I, I guess, first of all, tell everybody your different events that you run and, and what's, uh, I guess, what's your what's your favorite? What's your, do you, do you have one or you kind of like them all? Oh, no. Um, so I do the 400, the 200, and the 100, but I definitely have to say the 200 is my bread and butter because I feel like my coach, um, I was a 400 runner coming to him, so he tapped into my speed and mm-hmm. I actually got to see that I'm a great sprinter. So, and it's a shorter race. I don't long races honestly take so much from me. So I have to say the 200 for sure, because it's like, it's quick. It's done mm-hmm. quick and done. <laughs> so, uh, I guess as far as that's concerned, I always think it's interesting for people who have not run track basically. Right. Um, I don't know if they maybe understand the amount of exertion that takes place in a race. So um, when you're, let, let's stay with the 200. Are, are you literally, like, are you in pain at the end of this thing? Is it, are you out of breath? Like, um, uh, I, and I, I mean, like, from a literal standpoint, is what what is it like to run a race at this level? Like, what's going through your head? What are you feeling as you complete one of these sprints? I mean, well, I guess this is the best way to describe it. So before my race, I run my race mentally. Mm-hmm. So when I start my race, I would say that my coach prepared me with speed endurance. Speed endurance is amazing. Like he has prepared me for my race. So when I'm running, I'm not necessarily tired, but definitely towards the end, I'm like mm-hmm. that lactic acid is kicking in. But for the most part, like he's prepared me for my races so I don't get tired. So out of all these accomplishments, and again, as Wes mentioned, you have a laundry list of them. Is there one that you're more particularly proud of than all the others? Um. Yes. Um. I, for... Numerous years I was going to nationals for relays. Like I wasn't actually qualifying for an individual event. So Coach Hall actually got me to qualify for nationals and I made it to the finals in the 200 uh, this past year, um, which was this past June. So it was extremely exciting to do that because it just showed me and I PR'd twice from the prelims to the finals. So that was a huge accomplishment for me because it showed me like I can be at the national level, but in an individual event, not just on a relay. So that was exciting. I do kind of want to go back real quick to to the process of actually running the race as well. What what are you thinking about as you're like? Are you kind of are you checking in with your body mentally? Are you are you looking around you at all? Or 
uh, is it just like I'm gonna black out and just go? Yeah. What what is the what is the mental <laughs> process while you're kind of like in that moment? I gotta be honest, my mind goes blank. You just blank. You're <laughs> I'm just, just going? running. I'm just jetting. I'm like I'm ready to go. <laughs> it's time to go. I feel like if I think too much, I over process and I do too much. I feel like with my mind just blank, it goes exactly as I planned it. So. Yeah. So you kind of finish and you're like, what What just happened? What, where are um, we at? Or- <laughs> I finished and I was like, that was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> N- now, for the average person, I think, you know, we don't really put too much thought into the act of running. It's just something that you do. But you're doing it at a competitive level, like from a mechanical standpoint, like how deep are you thinking about every movement that you're making to make yourself faster, essentially? Um, I mean, I kind of like a lot of people have said I run very relaxed, but I try to keep my muscles relaxed. I try to keep the form that my coach because my coach is very big on technique. So I kind of just try to keep that technique and keep my relaxedness because I feel like when people press, it just overdoes it. So throughout my races, I just try to keep that momentum, the relaxed momentum that my coach has taught me because Anything other than that is just overdoing it, and I have seen my races go really bad when I overthink it. So, <laughs> I know um, we always like to give our listeners kind of a peek into the day in the life of our student athletes right now. Right. So, um, you know, being that it's late September right now, w- what does this schedule look like for you, kind of day to day basis? Kind of uh, what what part of the season are you guys in as far as? your preparation and, and just your day-to-day stuff right now? Um, I would consider this the conditioning, which is kind of I'm, – I'm, like, not new to Coach Hall's process, so I'm kind of getting – a lot of the new people are getting into his program and how he operates, but um, we lift Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7 a.m. Um, the girls lift at 7, the boys lift at 6 a.m., and we switch back and forth sometimes. But uh, then we have 3 o'clock practice from 3 to 5. Um, we're in the eight-hour period, so practices can't go that long. But we're kind of just getting everybody acclimated with getting their form proper because, like, he feels like practicing exactly, like, practicing everything fast will get your mind on that muscle memory, and mm-hmm. you can kind of just drag that. So right now he's just teaching everybody the small things and getting them back in shape. So we're we're in the everyone's learning process, which is it's nice to see. How have you enjoyed practicing in the Columbia heat? Oh, man, let me tell you, I have been <laughs> laid out. It is so hot out here. I think it's honestly worse than Kentucky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I have been at practices, and I'm like, I'm not even tired. I'm just very hot right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You, you talked about you know his process. Yeah. The other – your your teammates maybe are learning that right right now. Yeah. Um, what advice have you – have you given them any advice, or what advice would you give them on um, – his process and and obviously it's going to be a step-by-step you know progression there so what what would you tell your teammates um I would tell them to trust him I mean um I think going in there was a lot of stuff that I'll be like uh I don't know if that's gonna work because I'm tall or I don't know because of this and he's so technical and he analyzes all his athletes in a way that's like he knows exactly what he's doing so if I could tell him anything I would just say be patient and trust the process because he's going to lead you to success now, when you were first working with Coach Hall, at what point did you really kind of fully trust what he was doing and understand his process and why I was making you successful? Um, I started having PRs. Um, at FSU, I did not have any PRs. I actually just kind of stayed in the same realm. So I think that seeing some progression, because I came from FSU and I was like, honestly, I don't even know if I should be running anymore. I was questioning myself and... 
I think just seeing that there was progression in my collegiate career showed me that I was not done yet. So that was exciting to see. I always think it's interesting to talk to athletes that have been as successful as you are and kind of think back on high school career when you're kind of coming up. Um, at what point did you realize, hey, like I'm I'm going to at least have the opportunity to do this in college? Was it like, was it early on? Were you somebody that instantly was just fast? Um, or was it like kind of later on where you were like, people started telling you, hey, you you know, you you can maybe do this at the next level? Yeah, I mean, when I started, they said that, like, I went to, um, in high school, I was running 52, which was actually very good for a high school runner. Um, I knew coming that I was going to go pro because a lot of college coaches had told me, like, you can take this to the next level. My um, high school coach that actually trained me told my mom, like, I know she's going to the next level. So I kind of already knew, but I think being at FSU and just kind of being with a coach that didn't really pour into me as much, um, it made me question myself, but I always knew it was there. I think Coach Hall just reinstalled it back in my mind. Tuning our conversation with Karima Davis as today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour rolls on here on the game. Welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour here on the game. Tyler Head, West Mitchell, along with you today's guest, Karima Davis from South Carolina track and field. We talk, talked a little bit in the end of that last segment there about you kind of discovering when you were really good at running and when you had the potential to maybe take it to the next level. Going back to the beginning of your athletic career, did you play any other sports? Was it always track? Like, how did you get to to being a, a track athlete? Um, well, I actually played volleyball and basketball, but uh, between me and you guys, I sucked really <laughs> bad. So We appreciate the honesty. <laughs> so I had to just stick with track, but... um. Track just came easy. It was, I was good immediately. So that was exciting because I was trying so hard to be good in basketball and volleyball. And my mom was like, uh, yeah, I love you, but um, I, I'm th- I think it's track. <laughs> so mom gave you a little bit of that just tough love, honesty? Yeah, but she, she loved everything about track too because my grandfather actually ran track. And he um, he wanted me to run track so bad. And then when he found out I was good, he was like, yes, it's time. <laughs> So it was exciting to do that for my family. Now, where did he run track at? <laughs> um, he actually ran um, for NYU. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, he was actually really good, too. Um, he stopped track, but he wanted to take it to the next level. And I think that having someone who can do that right in front of him, he actually passed away. So I think um, as far as like my running and stuff, I definitely do it for myself. But a big part of it is for him as well. Yeah, and sorry, sorry to hear that. Um, Thank you. Obviously, and uh, so we we were talking nil during the the break, and you kind of have a unique, I would think, experience in that you're part of kind of the the class of student athletes that mm-hmm. you went to college when nil was sort of like being talked about. Maybe right. it was kind of a thought. It was kind of becoming a thing, mm-hmm. and then you're in school, and it's like boom. Right. Now we're open for business. NIL is a thing. <laughs> right. And now I think we're all kind of settling into how it's going to work, what it's going to mean. You've got collectives building up as well. Mm-hmm. This is a Garnet Trust interview, obviously. So w- what has that been like for you to kind of just watch the NIL opportunities go from being literally the NCAA saying you can't do that to um, having those opportunities? I mean, I think it's a great opportunity. I feel like a lot of athletes, um, we kind of were depending on scholarship money, and I think that it opens up an opportunity 
for you to build up your following and um, interact with a lot more people. I feel like as with NIL deals and stuff, a lot of people have come to my page and want to work with me and it creates relationships. But just overall, being able to have money outside of scholarships is just a great opportunity. And then again, like I told you, you can take it and still use these NIL deals when you're professional, which a lot of track and field athletes kind of depend on those um, endorsements and having that extra money is always good. So. I ask this question to just about every athlete that we have in here, especially the ones that come from the other sports, because when NIL was was coming about, the primary focus was like football, basketball, the quote-unquote revenue sports that, you know, obviously draw the TV ratings and all that kind of stuff. Did you think there was going to be a trickle-down into something like track when it was coming about? Um, Well, yeah. I mean, Kentucky kind of had an effect where, like, if you ran for Kentucky, a lot of people followed you, so... Um, I think even because before I got to Kentucky, um, I actually have 33.7K now, which I kind of built up at Kentucky. But coming from FSU, I had about like 3,000 followers, which was not that was like, eh, okay, it was okay. But right. um, just having that Kentucky effect and a lot of people getting to know me and getting my name out there, um, I definitely kind of knew that my NIL deals would go well because everyone says when you get to Kentucky as a girl, they love Kentucky girls. So. Um, I kind of knew my following was going to build up and I was going to have NIL opportunities, but yeah. How important do you think it is? And, uh, you know, I know you said on your, uh, TikTok, Instagram, you have a lot of other athletes that follow you and you've yeah. kind of been able to share your story with them, but, but how important is it for you with that following to almost treat it like you're a professional athlete and make sure that, you know, some, some people put stuff on social media, um, uh, that they shouldn't even be maybe saying out loud at all. How how important is it to like know, all right, my following is in some ways, you know, my livelihood in the future as far as treating it almost like a like a job kind of. Right. I mean, I definitely feel like um I had to learn how to um advertise myself well. I feel like there were some times where I'm like, uh, there's a lot of people watching me right now. This is probably something I shouldn't post. But as I've been getting a lot of followers, having a lot of younger, because I have a lot of younger track and field athletes mm-hmm. and even sometimes athletes that play other sports that follow me and kind of just want to ask me like uh, how to get into college and how they feel like the transition is different from high school and college. I think that your social media platform is everything and how you carry yourself. You literally never know who's watching you. Like I have people come to me and they're like, I follow you or I uh, texted you a DM or I was watching your live. So I typically try to be very careful on what I post and try to just post stuff that motivates them. That's positive and just put out positive energy because I want them to know like I'm not like (laughs) I'm not like a I'm I'm a regular person. I'm definitely an authentic athlete that speaks my mind, but I definitely just keep it professional so they can see that side of me as well. And, And social media provides a great avenue for a sport like track that isn't on TV as much as like football or basketball or something like that to get your image out there, to get your brand out there. And that's probably one of the first questions that get at, gets asked when you're working on a deal is, okay, how many followers do you have? What kind of engagement do you have on social media? Those kind of things, right? Yeah. Um, I think that my engagement is very, is very good. Like I, I've definitely like ran into a lot of athletes throughout going to track meets and, Sometimes even being at practices and some kids come to use the facility and they're like, oh, my gosh, I follow you on Instagram. So 
just knowing that people are engaged with my account and they're actually like paying attention to the content that I take the time to post is actually really exciting to see. So and the engagement is very big for the NIL deals that come to try to work with you. They they want that engagement. They don't want to work with somebody who doesn't have that much engagement. So just seeing even sometimes like I get on live and somebody's like, hi, I'm from Brazil. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's very that's very interesting to see that I have like a following outside of the U.S. as well. So. While we're talking about sort of uh, off the field, off the track type stuff right now, we always ask our student athletes who come in about food. That's our that's our <laughs> one of our favorite topics here, and so we want to let the people get to know you a little bit away from your sport. Okay, is there um, first of all in all of your TikTok videos, have you done any cooking demos? Yes. You have. Okay. Yes, I have. Um, I cooked breakfast, but uh, it it was bacon. French toast and eggs with strawberries on the French toast. But um, that's not a typical... I typically eat oatmeal and protein shakes in the morning. Not too much. I honestly have zero patience to cook. So Okay. Yeah, that, and that's okay. We respect it. I, I guess what's... <laughs> um, first of all, what what is your like favorite meal on the planet? Like if you could have one thing and for this, we're not worried about calories or macros or protein content this is just i just want to eat my favorite meal what is it i love burrito tacos i yes. really do okay all right <laughs> they are we so good winner. we have a winner <laughs> they're they're not a sponsor so i'm not going to mention them but i i i've got a spot when we hit the commercial break i, I got a spot for her yeah but. it's so good are you going to say taco nari is that the yes yeah, that's my place i love it i honestly cannot stay away from them <laughs> same same. Uh, uh, when it comes to like food and stuff like that, when you are thinking specifically about your sport, I imagine a lot of like carbs, free energy, and stuff like that. Like, what yeah. goes into the diet of a of a runner? I mean, I'm actually I don't gain any weight. Um, so I I mean I have a lot of muscle. That's kind of where where my weight comes from because I'm actually like very small. But as an athlete, I don't really worry about stuff like that. Like, I feel like more of towards like leading to competition, I eat healthy. Like. I'll have some snacks here and there, but I'm very, like, during my season, I'm very particular. Like, I try to stay on a water regimen. I try to do a lot of carbs, a lot of proteins. And I think before the season starts, I'm I'm not as healthy. Like, right now, I kind of just make sure I'm very hydrated, but I just eat whatever I want. <laughs> All right, so this is a good lead-in. On a, on a game day, day of competition for you, mm-hmm. what is, you know, is, is it, like, everything has got to be set i gotta eat this i gotta do this at this time yes um what what <laughs> is the routine what you know you're superstitious about it a little bit kind of kind of take us through that if you can um okay so i actually um i'm very big on like once i get up i meditate um i meditate a lot and i hydrate a lot i stretch um and then like my eating wise it's kind of random but i try to do like chipotle something about chipotle always makes me run fast so <laughs> and i feel like it has a lot of protein in it but um i also um i drink a lot of coconut water before i run which really hydrates me and there's um sometimes it's like a tart cherry juice which like restores athletes muscles back to health but then we have beet juice so i drink beet juice like i i honestly have had some of my best performances with it which is really gross but it's good uh, i was about to say does that does that taste good, oh or is my it just God. taste? Uh, <laughs> no, I know, I know coconut water is kind of 
Yeah, I mean, tasting. yeah, but it's got a lot of potassium in it, right? Yes, a lot, which I need because I try my best not to cramp up because my for some reason my feet cramp up a lot, but probably because I'm just pounding on them all the time. But <laughs> um, the uh, the beet juice is not. Oh my gosh, it's not a good taste. It's it makes me run fast, but I would not recommend it for anyone i'd recommend it if you want to run fast but if you're looking for a good tasting drink don't get that one it's kind of one of those pinch the nose and get it down real literally quick, right? i pinched my nose before <laughs> all my races and drink it <laughs> how much water are we talking about in a day like mm. when you're talking about hydrate like i I'm try sure to you're finish getting... like a good six six water bottles before i'm done like i typically try to get a gallon in a day though if you're talking about like um on a daily thing like right now today i'm gonna try to get my gallon in so i definitely try to do a gallon a day which is pretty good because hydration is everything to a lot of athletes which they don't realize she's living the uh food pyramid six to eight glasses of water a day thing that i'm sure most of us aren't doing yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you carry you got you, to you one of those people carrying around your your gallon of water like um, i see some, like i see some people no i used to but if <laughs> you look at my table on the side of my bed um all my water bottles are empty they're stacked I, up over yeah there. stacked up i drink a lot of water bottles i actually like went to the store yesterday and i was panicking because i was like i have no more water bottles i have to go to the store <laughs> we'll continue on with more of the garnet trust hour karima davis joining us from south carolina track coming up here on the game in Columbia, 107.5 The Game. Also heard on 100.3 The Game in Myrtle Beach and 100.5 The Game in Florence. Well, welcome back in Garnet Trust Hour. On your Tuesday morning, today's guest, Karima Davis, joining myself and Wes Mitchell in the Herndon Chevrolet Studios. Getting back to, you know, some of your competition, some of the things that you've accomplished in your track career so far, both that Florida State and Kentucky, and again, it seems like you've been doing a lot of the winning. Uh, who are some of the best that you've been able to compete against uh, in your years in college so far? Um, Abby Steiner, which she was actually my training partner, but um, she was great. I feel like she pushed me in practice, and then eventually running against her um, competitively, competitively was actually great because she's just at like a whole nother level, and I think. Running with her just opened up like so much in my mind to let me know like this is I'm I'm doing this the right way. So it was exciting competing with her and practicing with her. Anything in particular you learned from her? Anything you take away? Um, she's one of those athletes that she really just she works. She's determined. Um, I think that she puts her mind to something, and when she sets her mind on it, she doesn't shy from it. So. I think just seeing that um, she will literally like p- put a goal out into the universe and make sure that she reaches it. I think that she definitely like instilled that in me, and I feel like that rubbed off on me in a lot of areas. So, now given that you're so far along in your college career so far, how much are you still learning and, and trying to develop new things as as your career rolls along? Yeah, I mean, as I started, I cannot lie to you guys. I was completely lost as far as my mental, spiritual, and physical. But as I have transitioned from Kentucky, I think that there's a lot that I just know how to do, how to treat my body, how to eat, um, how to sleep. I mean, I was not sleeping when I first got to college, and I think for an athlete, sleep is extremely important. So a lot of areas where I lacked in, I feel like I'm just so strong in now. And I think I'm definitely still learning, but I think the last part that I have to learn is just to do it. Um, 
I know everything that I need to do now. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> so we were talking off air as well, kind of about the uh, the culture within the athletic department here and right. connections among the different teams and stuff. I know you've only been here a couple of months, but how, how has that been sort of just uh, starting to get to know some of the other student athletes, connecting with them, and, and just knowing y'all are probably all going through some of the same things, even if it's with a different sport? Yeah, I mean, I have definitely um, liked to see the different athletes here at Kentucky. I didn't really um, create relationships with the other athletes, but here I've actually got to um, get close with the girls basketball team and they actually put in a lot of work. I mean, they're always getting up early. They always have something to do. Like their coaches definitely have them working a lot, but just kind of seeing that we're on the same things like we have. Um, we have early morning weights, we have team meetings, we have uh, afternoon practice, and just seeing that everybody has something to do. I think that um, South Carolina is going to have some great teams here. Um, we are we are working behind the scenes, so I'm excited to see what the basketball team does, what swim and dive does, what volleyball does, what track and field does, because I can see everybody is kind of on the same regiment, doing the same thing. So it's exciting to see what we're going to end off with at Columbia. Anybody from the women's basketball team you think would be good at track? Uh, they, you know what's crazy? We actually all raced each other in the hallway, and I beat them, so they can hang that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, given that that's your sport, I would hope that, that would be what happens, Yeah, if right? they beat me, honestly, I would have to just wrap it up. <laughs> but now, how you, do you think you'd fare on the court with them? I was them? about to say, could you beat any of them in basketball? Um, <laughs> I actually I actually have already played one of them in basketball, and she was whooping me. So, <laughs> And like I told you guys, I'm not that good. So, <laughs> Well, I, I feel like that's, I mean... If you had beaten any of them at basketball, yeah, pr- I think they should question their career. <laughs> and if, if any of them smoked you in a race, then yeah, <laughs> you know, so it it, it ended. I feel like in how both it was cases, supposed to, yeah, right? it ended how it was supposed to. Um, have you been to a South Carolina football game yet? Um, no, I actually was oh, no. supposed to host this weekend. I was supposed to host an athlete, but I was not feeling well this weekend. So, um, honestly, I've heard some good things about the football games here. So I gotta. I got to go. <laughs> now, did you go to Kentucky football games? Um, I actually did, but only when I was hosting an athlete. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, I, right. you, you, I honestly you, love basketball. I like I watching basketball. Say, so I, I imagine you went to some of the basketball games, of though, course, right? Of course. Of course. Um, now, what's that atmosphere like from in, in person? Um, I mean, the basketball games here or at Kentucky? At Kentucky. Oh, okay. So, I the girls with the boys... Those games were lit. I loved going to those games. But honestly, basketball is one of those sports that like I can watch and actually enjoy it. I feel like with football, I'm like, eh. I feel like the crowd makes it more hype than the actual game. So um, I really do enjoy watching basketball, though. And the games at Kentucky, for the guys, they did they did a lot of stuff to like inter- introduce the athletes. So it was interesting to watch. Now were you there when South Carolina came in one and rough this past season yes i was and that was a very sad game <laughs> yeah you're probably not uh not happy at, at that moment i would think no but now it would now, be because yeah. i'm a gamecock <laughs> there you go um all right so you got to promise us at some point this season you'll get to one football game at south carolina okay of course of course make I that promise I, yes i promise <laughs> uh, you have to report back uh on on your socials there doing a live during sandstorm i think would be perfect okay <laughs> yes you're, you're promise you like your followers all the lead make sure you get into the student section a little bit early okay get the pregame go live your followers are honestly they're gonna love it but um so will you be probably hosting 
some uh, visitors at some point in the future, you think? Yeah, I mean, um, hey, man, I have to pat myself on the back because a lot of athletes Recruiter that... Recruiter over here. Yeah, I've, most of, the, I'm not even going to say most of, all of the athletes that I've had, they've signed with um, Kentucky. So my coach just kind of chose me to host, so he knows, like, I will get them to come. But I'm very good at, like, hosting athletes because I make sure I'm just with them all day and I'm actively like showing them around and stuff so i think that he's definitely gonna have me hosting because of my good record <laughs> master recruiter over here yeah thank you. <laughs> you you're gonna take them to get tacos yeah i mean good. i feel like if you come here you got to try the tacos because then you're just <laughs> not gonna go home you're, you're gonna want to stay here so what, what what is your what is your recruiting pitch gonna be like do you have kind of uh is there um, some things you highlight you i mean think? i think a lot of people ask me uh because I'm definitely, when you think of Coach Hall, you think of me. So I definitely tell them, like, they always say, like, what made you come here? Like, did you visit? No, I didn't visit. I honestly could tell you guys, I don't care if Coach Hall was going to be training in Antarctica. I was going to follow him because he's just amazing. Like, I feel like he, like, a lot of these coaches treat athletes like um like a product rather than an athlete. And I think that he's one of those coaches that... He sees you for outside of this. And I don't think coaches realize how much outside is so important to an athlete. Um, I think that he's just like one of those coaches that he looks at you. He looks at what you need and how he can get you to your goals. And he works toward that. And I think that a lot of athletes need that. So if I could tell athletes anything, I just tell them, like, if you want a, a coach that's going to see you outside of your sport, which you need a coach that sees that. And he does that. So that's why I tell people that's. I think that's the best thing that you could have because a lot, of, a lot of college coaches forget that we are still people. So, and, yeah. and off of that, you brought up the the mental health aspect of things a couple times in this hour already. And uh, right. Sam Pittman, who's the head coach for for Arkansas football, uh, had a really good thing the other day talking about you know handling the mental health uh, with some of his players coming off of a rough loss that they had this past weekend. Like, how important is that today? For college athletes, especially in sort of social media where you can get on there and people can say all sort of nasty things about you or, you know, get on your Instagram live, but read you or send you bad comments, that kind of stuff. Like how important is it to kind of keep that kind of stuff uh, at the forefront and make sure you're always in a in a good headspace um, dealing with things day to day? Yeah, I mean, my coach always tells me that um, track and field is 90 percent mental, but I think any sport is. I think that how we perform is based off of where we are mentally. And I have seen myself in a bad space mentally, and I did not get the best performances that I could have got. So I think that people should really pour into their mental. And that, for me, that's meditating. For me, that's um, speaking positive affirmations into the universe and anything that's negative. I don't allow it into my circle. So if I could tell athletes anything, it's really allow yourself to be in positive mental spaces because it will pour into your sport in a way that you'll be excited about. So, yeah. This is kind of the same thing, but how important is just confidence to an athlete? Like, oh, I, I feel like it is almost it's everything. everything. It is everything. Um, like I told you guys, I actually lost my confidence to, um, transferring from FSU and it played a huge role. I mean, I was not confident in who I was or what I was doing anymore, and it showed on the track. So I think just gaining that confidence back, like as an athlete, you really have to tell yourself, like, I'm that girl, like, I'm I'm that guy, like, I'm doing this. And I think just gaining that confidence back and knowing that you can do anything that you set your mind out to do is extremely important. Losing that confidence shows. So I typically just tell people, like, 
believe in yourself. Tell yourself you could do it. And I think that a lot of people have that self-doubt in the back of their mind that they don't realize. Because Some, sometimes I have it. Like, sometimes in the back of my mind, like, I could do it. Uh, I kind of can't. So, as I tell athletes, don't question yourself. Tell yourself you can do it every day and believe that. So... All right, we'll come back and wrap up today's edition of the Garden Trust Hour with Karima Davis right here on The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Welcome back in, Garnet Trust Hour. Tyler Head, Wes Mitchell, along with you. A couple more minutes to go wrapping up here with Karima Davis from South Carolina track uh we talked a little bit earlier about food and uh, what you like to eat when you're not worrying about being healthy for track uh away from being an athlete what do you like to do for fun um honestly i like to go watch movies i love movies like i can watch movies all day but typically they're gonna be scary i know people don't really like scary movies but me i love a scary movie well you're probably getting to your favorite time of year with halloween coming up then right super exciting i'm already looking for my costume (laughs) what uh what's the last movie you saw and loved um hmm, scary honestly i watched it again i watched it numerous times i can watch it over and over again is that a favorite yes it's a favorite (laughs) is that the the newest it or like the old school classic it? Mm, I like the first one better. Okay. I feel like the second one was too much. I feel like originals <laughs> usually always going to win out. Like, yeah. I, I get it why they make a new version. It's kind of like a cash grab and yeah. adapted to modern day, but the originals are usually the best. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they try to drag it out. And then I have to say Avatar too. Avatar is great. The, sec- okay. the second one was amazing. It was long, but it was great. <laughs> I still, I've not seen the second one. You um, have to. Yeah, I, I need to check that out. Uh, did you watch um, Barbie or Oppenheimer when that was bringing all no, the hype? It's so crazy you say because I, I want to see Barbie so bad. I heard it was actually really good, but honestly, I have not taken the time to see it. But I heard everyone said it was so good. It's like hilarious. Yeah, they yeah. said it like relates to like actual real life. So. I kind of want to see what it's talking about. <laughs> my my wife gave it raving reviews. If that helps. Oh yes. <laughs> need to check that out um okay so what what is the next step for you on like in your sport is there anything in particular for this season that you're focused on the most you feel like um I mean it's my last year and obviously um I've put a lot into this sport so I'm ready to take it to the next level I'm ready to go professional and there's a lot that I am doing now just adding to my mental um praying a lot um adding to my physical like my stretching my abs my lifting everything right now is very vital to what i'm about to do which is take this to the professional level so i'm extremely excited when you talk about going to the professional level i think most of us just kind of look at the olympics because that's where track kind of gets seen past the college level more often than not but outside of that what does being a professional track athlete really look like um so it's very different than um college. I mean, in college, you have them paying, bringing you to um track meets, getting you on the planes, getting you on the buses, kind of having your meals prepped for you and stuff like that. But it's really just a on your own thing. You do have an agent that like organizes your flights and stuff, but it's a lot more discipline that you're going to need because there's a lot of stuff that you're going to have to remember to do on your own. Like you don't have your trainers, you don't have all that. So 
Um, I think it's just, it's the same dynamic, but it's really just having that discipline and knowing that it's a way different level than collegiate is. Are you a pretty organized person, you mm. feel like? No. No. Being honest, no. <laughs> I mean, I've, I'm not either. I appreciate <laughs> no. that honesty. It's a, it's a process I try to work through right. every day. So right. have you started to think about, I'm going to have to... Yeah, I have to take a step forward with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, since I got to Columbia, I'm kind of getting better with my organization skills. Um, I think for me, it's just like being on time to stuff and remembering certain stuff because I have so much stuff on my plate sometimes that like I forget certain things. So I think for me, it's just all a matter of just lining things up and remembering them. But uh, my reminder has been uh, helping me out. <laughs> you, you made it here on time. Yeah, actually early. Yep, I did. So, uh, <laughs> Did, you know, did, did she beat you here? No, she did not beat me here. Did not beat but, here. No, no. Well, unfortunately, Wes is notorious for walking in the door right as the show is starting. He, but, oh, never, but never late. <laughs> never late. Punctual. I'll give him that. Never late. Just, you, sometimes it's cutting it close. Never yeah. late though. It's okay. it's okay. You did good today. Yeah, I, I was here. I was here before you today. I got you in, but you were here early too. So we were both. Uh, we were both on it today. Uh, we hey, so we were also talking off air about the progress of this program mm -hmm. in terms of getting other student athletes in here who are accomplished like yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you're talking about Nick Harbor. That's somebody yeah. a lot of fans know. Right. Uh, you know, they followed him as a big recruit as well. Mm -hmm. um, how, how important do you think that was on the men's side to to add an accomplished uh, high school athlete like him? Yeah, I mean, um, just transitioning from Kentucky, um, we did have like a lot of uh, – a lot of boys there who did well, but Kentucky was more of known for girls. So um, a lot of people, when you thought of Kentucky, you thought of the Kentucky girls. So just coming over with Coach Hall and just seeing um, that we do have talent on the men's side and that we can do good things on both the men and women's side is exciting to see because it kind of it sucks when you have like really good girls, but the boys are like, eh. So it's nice to have Nick Harbour, and there is some other talent um, on the team as well. So I think that they all work together as a unit to make this be a winning culture on both the men and women's side. So I'm excited. Now you're obviously coming to the end of your college career, but but what do you think the potential of what Coach Hall can, can build here in his time at South Carolina is? Um, as we keep saying, a winning culture. I think that um, there's going to be a lot of, records broken there's going to be a lot of collegiate records broken there's going to be a lot of national champions and I know that that's like that's coach Hall's way like coach Hall's way is the only way so I'm extremely excited to see a lot of my teammates um I know that there's a lot of stuff that they want to do for themselves and I've got to reach a few goals but as mine is going professional this year and just helping South Carolina see track and field is back <laughs> That's what I have to say. Coach Hall's here, and I just want to let you know we are bringing track and field back to Columbia, so I'm extremely excited. What is one specific goal that you have for this upcoming season? Um, as I was telling him, it's to go professional. Um, I think that I want to break a collegiate record and be a national champion, but I did break a collegiate record in a relay. Um, and again, I told you guys I made it to nationals in the finals for the 200, but one of my biggest goals is to break a collegiate record individually. So, yeah. That, that would just be another accomplishment on the seemingly wall full of accomplishments that you <laughs> yeah. have up to this point. Long, long bio. That's right. But, <laughs> Freeman, hey, we, we appreciate this. This has been fun. This has Thank been awesome. Thank you so much. Um, fu future in sports media now, too, maybe? Yeah, I definitely they think so. Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we certainly appreciate Thank you taking you. a little bit of your time this morning. And uh, best of luck, not only this upcoming season, but your career going forward as well. 
Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. That is Karima Davis from South Carolina Track. That'll do it for today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour. Coming up next, it is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on The Game.